Um, but throughout this time, I, I turned to personal development because personal development, it allowed me to start developing in specific areas, specific skill sets that would propel me forward and that I would become a valuable asset. Not just a teacher, but a trainer, a coach, a mentor, a speaker. And this is what's so fascinating because I had no idea I had a skill set in terms of speaking until I created a podcast. It's like you wonderful individuals who just received your awards, the VR. Now, when you were 10 years old, mom and mommy and daddy did not say you're gonna be excellent in VR or anyone in the academic curriculum. Yeah, go for virtual reality, augmented reality. No, oh, there we go. Okay, uh, and so it's, it's let's just say, you disconnected. And with this skill set, it could bring you an immense, meaning a great amount of opportunity. That's what happened to me in 2016. I started a personal development podcast because I wanted to learn more about myself, my subconscious mind, my conscious mind, how is everything being created, my environment, the habit of saving, leadership, self-control, the, I guess the art of failure, right? Initiative, um, the habit of doing more than what you are paid for. All of these things enable me to get listeners. Listeners tuned in, and I said, you know what, this is very interesting. I had no idea what a podcast was. It was a gentleman who was, of course, a colleague of mine, who turned around one day and said, excuse me, Arsenio. And I said, yes. He said, you are not utilizing all your skills. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have a voice. And I said, I do. I said, yes, I do have a voice. But he said, you need to make a podcast. I said, what is a podcast? He told me, and I said, what am I going to speak about? He said, don't worry, you'll figure it out. And so I, I went home that night and I'm like, what am I supposed to talk about? What is my message to the world, right? Who do I want to influence and what type of impact do I want to have? <sighs> so then I created the podcast and people started listening to me, first in California, then Virginia. So the first five plays, I was like, oh my God, they're listening to me, what's happening? I was excited because now my voice is being heard. After that, I started bringing people on from different sectors. It could be the gaming sectors, it could be, uh, let's say, sociologists, entrepreneurs from different walks of life, startups. I started interviewing them on my podcast. Then last year I said, well, my YouTube is very good. People are learning through my YouTube. I said, maybe I should start an English language podcast. So I did. Boom, just like that. Brazil, Taiwan, China, parts of Africa, South Home and Principe. All of these countries I didn't even know existed, they started listening to me. And I got even more excited. I said, maybe I've developed a niche market. And this niche market, I started learning more. Now, first and foremost, does anyone know who Gary Vee is? Gary Vee, raise your hand, Gary Vee. Gary Vee, no one. 
Okay, so whew. now Gary Vee, don't worry, don't worry, it's okay, guys. But Gary Vee, I bought his book, and his book taught me how to use hashtags. Okay? So hashtags on Instagram. So let's put it this way. I'm talking about uh, let's say pronunciation. I get 29 hashtags related to pronunciation and English learning. I put it on my post on Instagram. And then I started attracting to me first a Japanese population. So people would message me from Kyoto and, uh, and um, Hiroshima, right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is exciting. And so I continued using hashtags, whether it was for coaching, whether it was for English, and everything began multiplying. I started building brand loyalty. So I started to create, let's just say, different banners, different logos. I wanted to become the talk. I wanted to have that top podcast. After that, then came Udemy. And a lot of people ask me, teacher, I don't know about my pronunciation. I want to speak better. I said, okay, I'm going to help you right now. And so I created a pronunciation course, and I'm still creating courses on Udemy. Ebooks, which is part of e-learning, Patreon, all of these things which I'm going to get into today, I started to create because I developed a niche market. What's the niche market? Well, let's just say learning, not English, not learning just English, but learning about life through a language. And this is why people became very, very uh, interested because they said, you're not an ordinary teacher. And I mean, what do you mean by that? They said, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm American, yeah, I'm a little crazy. But I love it because the passion comes out of me with what I do. So when it comes to e-learning and when it comes to AI, these are specific areas that I'm going to talk about today, okay? So when it comes down to first, we need to understand the facts and the four phases that I will be speaking about today. Q&A is going to be very good. As a matter of fact, I did Q&A last night with two app developers. Uh, one was, he's a tennis coach. He's developing an app. And another one is uh, a specific individual who wants to talk about Thai, Thai history. And the app was very, very impressive also. So Q&As are very, very good. Do not be shy about asking me specific questions, okay? Because we're going to talk a, uh, talk a lot about just about everything, all right? So we're gonna talk about facts, ways to e-learn, okay? And then we're gonna talk about synchronous and asynchronous learning, okay? This is going to be good for everyone, whether you are a developer or whether you are someone who's looking to learn, all right? Talk a little bit about discipline and then we'll go from there. So, first and foremost, facts. We need to first talk about what is happening. I just heard probably uh, eight hours ago, 500 universities in America have closed down. The debt is at trillions upon trillions of dollars. People are understanding that, hmm, a bachelor's degree, what will that get me? 
What will a bachelor's degree give me now in America? Not much. So now people need to get a master's degree. So what will a master's degree get me in America? In 10 years, a master's degree is After that, a doctorate degree. What will a doctorate degree get me in America? A lawyer, the specific, the area specific, um, what is it, majors that we need at the hospitals, airline, I understand that. But it's also about acquiring specific skill sets. So if I go to university and I get a degree in business administration, okay, so what jobs, what job can I get with business administration? No, I'm going to be probably 100,000 US dollars in debt and you know how long that's going to take me to pay off with my 20,000 US dollars up what is it a year salary it's gonna take too long this is what the American I wouldn't say American society but society is built off in general it's built off hey let's try to get as many people in say hey don't worry you can pay us back later interest gets racked up you have no way of paying that paying back and then the debt you're gonna have it for the rest of your life well everyone understands what's happening now and with e-learning back in 2015 100 billion dollar industry in one year e-learning what does that mean now for people who think literally, I'm going to help you. This doesn't mean, oh, that's a lot of money. No. What does it mean? Opportunity for everyone. If you're an app developer, what are some ways that you can begin to expand your niche, expand your brand online with your learning platforms, right? Now, in 2019, it's probably at a $400 billion machine right now. So LinkedIn Learning, that came out. I'm going to show you a couple of other logos and whatnot, but the opportunity is vast right now for everyone. Now, for some of you learners right now in university, this is the best time for you because this is the time where you're basically stepping into Let's just say the fourth, what is it, the, a massive digital revolution, right? Whereas we have the power as individuals to create our own company. So it first started with Prince EA. If you guys don't know who Prince EA is, he's the guy that made the video. It went viral, right? With like 30 million views, 100 million. I don't know. But he talked about why is it? that we went from Henry Ford, okay? That first car that he made compared to a Lamborghini today, what's the difference? The Boeing 747, which has a very bad crash, safety, rating, whatever, compared to the Airbus A380, what's the difference? Technology has changed. However, in a classroom, if you look at pictures of Harvard, from 150 years ago to pictures at Rashomon of today, it's the same. And what about the curriculum? The same English. The English possibly has changed a little bit, but it's still the same idea. And so we began questioning, and I began questioning, 
What is my purpose as a trainer, as a person of influence, as a person that wants to give as much as he possibly can to everyone, to leave a lasting impact? It's to learn more. Because the more you learn, the more you earn. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of employees, they are employees because that's all they know. They're told to wake up in the morning, put their shoes on, go to work for eight hours, come home, go to sleep, repeat until the age of 60, 65, 70, America, sometimes 80. Until you leave the body and domain and go on to the next wherever there is. That is, I'm sorry, that's just not a way to live for me. Now, if that is what your purpose is, fine, by all means. But all I'm asking you guys to do right now both ladies and gentlemen, is to understand and to start asking questions about a lot of different things. I know the younger students, especially in Matillon, a lot of them are on their, of course, their phones, their iPads, and the older generations, they're quick to say, they're always on technology, technology's so bad, and this. No, they're adapting to a rapidly changing world. This is not the 1980s anymore. I know you used to love and go out there, run in the dirt and play in the park, but now it's changing. And if you do not adapt, okay, business will fall out. And so universities, schools are closing, businesses are faltering. Why? Because they're not putting everything online. And when it comes to learning, hey, it's much easier. So for me, as a trainer, a coach, as someone who builds stuff online, It's opportunity. And so now the older generations, they're getting even angrier because they're like, well, we didn't play video games 30 years ago. Well, that was 30 years ago. I'm sorry. I'm 31, okay? It's the, it's the past. And you have to be able to adapt. If you don't adapt, you're going to end up like Blockbuster. Does anyone know Blockbuster? Okay, what happened to Blockbuster? 
Blockbuster, they were all about going to the video store to rent videos and games and buy popcorn and talk to Betty from down the street. Netflix came and the chief went in there and gave a proposal to Blockbuster. And she said, hey, you know what, man? I was thinking we could you know, do some DVDs or do this online and Blockbuster just laughed. They said, get out. <laughs> and now Blockbuster is finished. Why? They believe that that specific time, point in time, was going to last forever. Well, it's not. A lot of teachers in America, they're in danger right now. Teachers here in Thailand, foreign teachers, doesn't matter, teachers in general. If you do not have a specific skill set and you are not bettering yourself in that specific skill set, you can be at risk. If you're an employee and you drive trucks, autonomy is coming. AI will be here and picking up the trash for everyone. We'll be able, the bank, the banking system, tellers, the teller jobs in about 15 years could be finished in some countries. Why? Hey, AI's here. If you're in a job that's at risk, you need to, hey, wake up right now and understand, well, what is it? What is my passion? What am I very good at? You're going to have to start trying new things to identify what you're very good at. So, oh boy, I could talk. Okay, so again, me being a podcaster. So, does anyone recognize these logos? Can you see it? Does anyone know these? Anyone from China, Taiwan in here? No, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, okay, sorry, all right, all right. No one, no one. How about this one? Globish, my Thai people. You know Globish, you know? Mairu. Mairu. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this. So guys, 2013, five one talk, emerge. Dada, ABC emerged. What are they? They are online learning platforms. What did China do? Well, the Chinese said, hey, well, there are, there are 1.5 billion Chinese people in this country, but there aren't that many foreign teachers. There aren't going to be foreign teachers going to the outskirts and into villages to help some of these students who are trying to, of course, get better at language, right? And so, some entrepreneurs said, hmm, you know what, I like this. How about we start an online teaching base? Yeah, let's hire all the American teachers and they can teach online from around the world. Boom, opportunity, tick. Now it's a billion dollar industry. Just like that. Globish. Does anyone know Globish? I like this story. I'm going to tell you a story because I love stories. Now, there are language centers here in Thailand. Does anyone know, uh, what's the name? What's the name? Uh, AUA. Raise your hand. Okay, AUA uh, and the rest. Now, these language centers are now at risk because Globish said, hey, how about you can stay home? You can stay home, you can log on your computer at 8 p.m. You don't have to sit in the traffic, right? You don't have to sit in the traffic, the, the pollution, 
You don't have to buy them food. You don't have to travel, waste time, anything. You have to learn at home. And so what happens? They are also hiring whatever teachers from around the world. And so now the language centers are like, oh man, I don't know how much longer this could last because everyone's going to switch to online. So what is it that happens when a customer, customers, when you want to learn whatever specific, again, skill set, you go into a place and you tell them, hey, I need to learn this. How can you help me? If all they do is provide a book, you're going to lose. There has to be much more than that. There has to be a something that will ignite that thing within the individual that wants to learn. Something outside the box. Like international schools. They don't have textbooks. Schools in Finland, no books. Singapore, academically sound, they still have books. But again, crime rates and so many other things are down because now they're focusing on the core genius of an individual. I'm gonna get into that shortly. And so with these emerging landscapes, you have to understand what is happening. So now let's look at, let's look at what kind of ways there are to learn through e-learning online, okay? So we have number one, learner-centered content. The needs, the roles, the responsibilities. In Australia, they have trade schools, okay? And these specific trade schools teach a specific uh, skill, right? But the problem is, when you want to go to dental school in America, they said, okay, you want to go to dental school? You have to learn music appreciation 101. Why do I need to learn about music for dentistry? And so people are now saying, you know what? This is a little bit weird. Maybe I don't have to do a bachelor's degree. Maybe there will be another formality that will come and knock out these bachelor degrees, such as what Australia does. In Australia, at the age of 18, students go right into the world of dentistry. So what we need to understand is providing a specific skill set. So let me ask you, me being a coach, a trainer, someone comes to me, they say, hey, Arsenio, we have problems with, um, let's just say we have problems with email. And I said, okay, easy, 10 hours, that's all you need. So I get the group together, 10 hours of work, and then I provide an e-course as a refreshment on a month-to-month -month basis over the course of three to six months. The success rate, 73%, as opposed to another group that I would possibly just, uh, let's just say I teach them what they don't really need to know, and it's too broad, it's not, it's not based on what they need, and guess what? The success rate is a whopping at 37%. And so, again, what we need to do with e-courses, think about this, you're an app developer. Whatever app you're trying to teach specific students, right? It needs to be centered around what they need. They don't, they understand, if you give them a lot of content that they don't need, they're going to be like, ah, oh, you know what? I can't take action on any of this. So if we look at some of the applications, does anyone, 
Does anyone learn through applications a language? Duolingo? 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 No. Uh, Japanese Pod 101? No. English Pod 101? There's a lot of Pods one of Pod 101s. Okay? But the thing is, does it focus on what they need? Something that you can use immediately if you travel somewhere else? No. So this is how I identify opportunities. Because I say, you know what? My mom, she's Puerto Rican, born and raised in New York. She speaks Spanish. She does not or did not want to teach me Spanish. I said, mom, teach me Spanish. She said, go learn in school. They would show us a video called Flex for 20 minutes in the afternoon after recess when we're tired. Did I learn any Spanish from that video? Absolutely not. So why am I telling you this? It's because if you think about different ways you have learned a language or if you have learned online, it's all about repetition. If you learn for one hour a week or if you... Let's say you work on something for one hour a week over the course of 150 hours. I mean, what's the success rate? How do you think it's going to improve? It's all about repetition, and that comes back to habit. So the next one is engaging content. All right, I like this one. Now, when I first started my personal development podcast, okay, was it engaging? No, not really. Why? Because there were plenty of them out there. However, with the English podcast, it was much different because I looked at the market and I asked myself, okay, who is the number one English podcast or who has the number one English podcast out there in the world? And they said, there weren't that many good ones. It was English Pod 101. I said, I'm way better than this. I said, okay, what are they doing wrong? And what can I do to basically double up on what they're doing? So I started teaching a variety of different things. Not only that, my intention with my English podcast was to bring every country in the world, one person on my podcast to speak about their country or to talk about things in their country and to use their language. Because a lot of us, the miscommunication happens when we don't understand each other and when we don't want to seek to understand the other individual. So I brought on people from Guinea, from Egypt, Tanzania, uh, France, Bulgaria. It's so interesting because hearing their accents, not only that, but creating a world without borders, this is what my listeners love. So step number one, engaging content. What do your, let's just say, you need to be able to accept feedback. Some feedback will be constructive, some feedback you won't like, but if you actually toggle and make it better, it will probably engage even more people. But the problem is, when Blockbuster came in and they had the opportunity to expand with Netflix and they said no, it backfired, they lost everything. So when it comes to engaging content, social media is everything, okay? So with me, you can find me everywhere with Arsenio Buck. 
My first name, Arsenio, is very unique. All right, it's a Spanish name, and if you put Arsenio, you will see two people, me and the comedian I was named after. So that's how I built my brand. When I built my brand, I started to make engaging content with my English language podcast. When I had the idea to bring on 200 countries, the plays continued to rise. And to always leave people guessing and in suspense of what could be next, right? So, I don't know about you guys, but for my app developers, any app developers in here? Raise your hand, app application. Okay, so, do you have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, a website, a blog? Do you have any of those? Right? You need to be able to utilize all forms of social media, not just one platform. Some people, they romanticize about one platform when the other one is very big. Example, Facebook, Instagram ads, right? Or Instagram story ads. This is very, very engaging. However, the algorithms have changed. They have gone down. And now it's very difficult to get people to come in. I understand that. But you need to understand that engaging content is very critical. I'm going to get into the steps so we can all put this together for you too. So that's your number two. Number three, interactive, scenario-based. So, interactive content, it could be little snippets. Now, I don't know, as an app developer, maybe you can create something as a, let's say something in micro, a micro piece of content. Let's say you created a game, and you said, you know what, you're gonna get level one for free, whatever game it may be, right? So they play level one, and then after that, they could go into the premium side of it, right? And so again, the interactive side of it, and of course scenario-based, that is what's very, very engaging, which refers back to number two. Again, very important stuff. And then of course, number four, personalization, self-paced, instructors, tutors, this is what's happening right now, AUA. Okay? New education world. And lingua, instructor base. Some people need that. Who do not have disciplinary skills. People who are disciplined, they can learn as they go. That's what self-paced courses are. So when you started learning, and some of these students, VR, AR, all of these different things, you had to learn possibly in university, but it was outside university what really counted. Being able to beat on your craft and continuously get better in the specific areas and find ways to base, to get your app and to make, because I saw some of the VR up here and it was amazing. You didn't jump into some of this, you know, to all the content that you had here right off the bat. You had to get better. So you had to find a common ground and get better and better and better. What can you add that can make your content better? If you are a learner, what can you do to, to make yourself remember or to make yourself more enthusiastic about learning? Now, learning in these schools, you can see it right now. Everyone's learning academics. Academics to go into university. University to get a job that pays you this much. That's what it is. 
And the thing is, a lot of these students, they don't want to do that. They want to do possibly esports or develop something that will allow them the freedom or pursue a passion and do something that they absolutely love to do. So, self-paced, I love that. You get to learn on the go. Instructors, tutors, and facilitators, you need that. Me, being a facilitator, right? So if a bank or if a big company calls me or someone outside, hey, I have a problem with leadership. Could you help us? Okay, what I'm gonna do now, we're going to do an initial, let's just say, me get together so I can figure out what is it you need. Again, figuring out the personalization. Because it's the customer that matters, the B to C, okay? Business to customer. You listen to the customer. Do not romanticize about your ego and what you want. Listen to what they want because they are the buyers, right? So these are four ways that, of course, you can learn. Again, engaging content if you are a young individual. Think about it right now. If you're in university, what makes you engaged? What is it that you are most awake? If you're in university and you're always falling asleep or you have your head down, it's because it's not engaging. And so then that's when audio and visual comes into it. The representational systems. Are you someone who likes to learn by reading books and writing? Are you someone who learns by audio, podcast, which I will talk about? Or are you someone who learns visually? Thailand, very visual, as I can see, right? So when it comes to visual, everyone loves to watch TV. They love to watch YouTube. Their heads are always down in the train watching whatever it is. Why? Visual and audio, right? Again, the society is changing. There's a technological disruption happening right now, and we're going to have to adapt in order to stay afloat. So going into the next one, synchronous versus asynchronous learning. So again, this kind of relates to the last one, but self-study. Now, what is it, the stay at home, someone who learns at home, I forgot the term, but I met someone back in university. She learned from ages two all the way up to 18 at home. And guess what? She ended up going to university, Northern Arizona. So can it work? Yes. Instead of going to a public school, you can just learn at home. So self-study, that's what I did. Personal development. I asked myself, I said, what is it that I'm doing in this environment that's reoccurring that I do not like? Over and over and over. So, I found Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill, after that, Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, and continue to multiply. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna learn about all of this. I'm going to speak about it. And now, my blog every day gets a, a ridiculous amount of views in terms of Stephen Covey's emotional bank account. So then you can repurpose that content to push it out even more. Again, this is all engaging content. I see what's happening out there, repurpose it, whatever they like, I continue doing. If they don't like it, I look at the metrics, oh, that didn't work, okay, get that out. Just listen and check the statistics. And that's why 
As a developer, as anyone who has content out there, you're looking at ways to learn, always try and be open and willing to try new things. If you're not willing, if you're not open-minded, and if you're closed, everything's gonna pass you right by very quickly. So then you have YouTube, Netflix, and podcasts. Here we go, show of hands. Who listens to podcasts? Raise your hand. Podcasts. Two people? Anyone over here? Podcast? No? Oh, wow. Okay. You, podcast. Anyone? No? No. Two people. That's it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I guess podcasts have not come to Thailand yet. Some people listen to it, I know. Uh, but podcasts, that's a way of learning. When you're on a train, there are too many people. It's hot. You're not able to put the phone here because you would put your hand on someone's head. So you would listen. And you know what? This is how you develop habits and discipline. You find a podcast in your specific area and you listen to it. Now, for app developers, if you're into games or if you're a little kid, if you're a child and you love video games, how about you create a podcast? Create a podcast and talk about your favorite game on a weekly basis. And bring your friends along. So let's say you have 10 friends, okay? And you have 10 friends that love playing video games. You get them together and say, hey, let's create a podcast. Let's talk about a specific game on Monday or whichever day of the week you would like to. And guess what? You start sharing it with your schools. And then they share it. And then you use social media to create the engaging content. And then you start putting video as in YouTube. And guess what? You found your niche market. This is how it works. It all started with Clash of Clans. When uh, Supercell, Supercell, when they created that application, it took off. 5 million, 10 million, 15 million, 20 million downloads. It was the very first of its kind. And so they continue developing by upgrading and updating it, putting new characters into it, putting new houses, putting new this and that. And then, the market caught on. And what happened with the market? Everyone started creating video games. And now there are hundreds of games better than Clash of Clans. The very first, all you need is someone to say, wow, look at this game. That is amazing. I want to create something like it. And some of you, you university students, are gifted enough to create a game. So going into YouTube, you can put the podcast and the YouTube together. So let's say with my VR folks, VR, you want something? I'll give you something. Okay. I don't know what universities you guys are from, but you guys can come together. If you guys all do VR and AR, create a podcast about VR and AR. Create a face, well, let's say Facebook group, a Twitter, name it, whatever. Talk about AR and VR. After that, you can create videos to show everyone how to do it and what you've been doing. You can say every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time or 8 p.m. GMT, Thailand, I don't know. 8 p.m., we're going to have a live video. Now, if you have friends, perhaps you can get four friends together and you can play the game at the same time, Fortnite, right? 
and you put that on YouTube and you share that away, use the right hashtags. And it's not about going viral. It's about creating and getting the attention. Esports is massive right now. E-learning is massive right now. How many virtual reality and augmented reality YouTube channels are on YouTube right now? Not many. VR and AR, when it's officially here, <laughs> language and everything is gone. You're going to be able to put a headset on and you'll be able to go to Japan. You don't have to go there physically. You could go there right here in the mind. So again, think about it. Think about it. Now, Netflix. Who watches Netflix? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. See, there we go. The hands are raising. Okay. Netflix. Oh, man. Three years ago, bleh. But you know what? Stranger Things, they're starting to advertise heavy in Thailand. Why? Because they know Thai people are visual. So they know Thai people on the BTS, the big banners outside. I can see a banner right over there. I don't know what it says. But they are visually, they're, they're visual people, right? So when it comes to Netflix, and when they started emerging with the series, Thai people are like, man, I can learn English. That's right. Why? You get the video, you can read, and you get the audio. You get three representational systems in one. And Netflix has that right now. So this is an idea. If you can develop something like Netflix in terms of learning online, you'll have a billion dollar company. If you can get something where you can read and listen and watch at the same time, there it is. Because right now, I can tell you right now, I've seen the English capabilities of ties has increased significantly over the last two years. Why? Netflix. And guess what? It's engaging. And guess what? They're going to share it on social media. Now Netflix has the attention. Netflix also releases series all the time. Now they have series in Thai, Japanese, French. Netflix now has Marvel. Marvel's a billion dollar company. And then the rival Disney said, I'm going to create Disney Plus. And we're going to take all these Marvel characters. Disney wants to create an airline. Guys, this is all opportunity. Disney knows they can beat every airline in America. Why? Because, well, airlines in America are kind of bad. So with Disney, if they create an airline and all the flight attendants are wearing these Mickey Mouse outfits and stuff, they know they could beat JetBlue, Southwest Airlines, American Airlines. They could beat them out. Opportunity. That's all there is. So with podcasts, if you don't listen to podcasts, no, create one. Some of you right now, well, I'm not a speaker. I'm not a speaker. Was I a speaker? Go back and listen to my first podcast. I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, 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 everyone. How you doing? Yeah. You know, before I got on stage, <laughs> I was like, anakwa, anakwa. Means, meaning I'm scared, right? And so I wasn't the best, but I started somewhere. You're not a speaker now, but you could be. You develop a skill set that is needed in a specific area. You feel the need. That's what Jack Ma said. Find a need and fill it. 
There was an entrepreneur that actually helped bring electricity to a rural village in northern Philippines. She found a need and she filled it. That's what I'm saying. Podcast right now in Thailand, it's getting a little bit bigger. But for these youngsters, if you guys like talking about black, pink, pink, black, what is it, the black, pink thing? Yeah, you guys like talking about pink, black, and uh, BNK68, oh yeah, you make a podcast on that. And start talking about what's happening or maybe the things that you like. This is audio. You start promoting that, promoting it only on, uh, what is it, Instagram, and get into the 